We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 213. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shara. And this is the Severe Weather Special. And I kind of wanted to, I mean, it's going to be the same podcast, but I just really wanted to focus on what's coming up. We are just at the beginning of a, probably a three-day on and off Severe Weather event can't wait. Sounds fun. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's fun, yeah. <laughs> Corey and I are like, yeah. I'm just happy one of y'all is off. Yeah, yeah. Well, both of us are. I mean, I've there got, you go. I got Tuesday night show and Wednesday afternoon show, but that's that's pretty much it. Um, so, uh, yeah. I need to make a disclaimer at the beginning here that we are recording this on Sunday evening, April 10th, and the information that you are hearing is valid and up-to-date as of 8.30. Yeah, as of 8.30 p.m. So if you listen to this podcast tomorrow evening... Disregard everything you hear. Well, I mean, just enjoy. Enjoy. But yeah, just know that we are... I mean, it's kind of hard to do a weekly podcast and talk about you know, whether it's happening tomorrow, you know, but but we've got other stuff going on. I like how you put on the outline of... It's a multi-day severe weather opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> you like that? It's an opportunity. Yeah. So we could decline the opportunity? Well, well we don't want to do that. We, we, we're like, eh, no. It's the fear of the, it's the adrenaline rush. It's the, uh, this is what we live for here yeah. at Stormstar yeah. Weather. But we like to keep people safe. We know people are afraid of, of the storms. And mm-hmm. we hate to be uh, spreading bad info. Well, we hate to be spreading I like to go on when they come on your phone and say, there's a tornado warning, take cover, when I know darn well there's no tornado warning, and I get on there and say, hey, just chill. It's That's okay. why people like like it. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately, I'm not up at 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I, get, I mean, I get texts from friends that are like, we're in the basement. I'm like, no, it's on the other side of the county. Get out of your basement. No. And that's good. Go back and, to bed. And we encourage people to do that because our goal is to keep people safe. Now, you know, if we've said many times, and like you've said, Shara, it's like, if we get excited, you get excited. Yeah. If we're not excited, when y'all get nervous. Then I'm nervous. yeah. Then we'll we'll just kind of kind of let you know what's going on. Um, but it's kind but of if a, it was truly something that you needed to get in your basement for. Yeah, and you if could it, check our site, and we're probably going to be freaking out or going live. So if you it, don't well, see anything, then that, that's you're the thing. Probably good. That, you know, and people say you need to go live more often. It's like no, because when we go live, people know something is really right. up. If we only go, it's like the whole crying wolf thing. You know, if we went right. live for every little thing, people would stop watching. Exactly, and that's what I've told people. You know, so so if you see a notification, Stormdrive Weather's live. Tune in. They don't cut in on TV. No, just routinely. It's something's <laughs> happening. If they're cutting in, there's a reason. There is a big reason that we're doing this. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I said opportunity because 
Yesterday, the National Weather Service said it's going. We're going to have four rounds of this stuff. Four rounds, and I I don't have the graphic in front of me. Like Sunday night is the first one, and then another wave is moving in, and then another wave is moving in. But Tuesday's supposed to be okay. But then the big event is supposed to be Tuesday night into Wednesday. Now we're going to have to see about that because. Because yesterday, models were saying everything was going to start about 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock. Well, today, everything's moved. So they're going to start about 11 o'clock or midnight. So everything's being moved. And that's why we say keep checking because the latest data coming in is going to change. So just make sure you don't share something that's a week old. What's funny is just like two days ago when we were leaving for work, it was snowing and sleeting and Freezing. It was. How, what did yeah, we get up? Crazy. What did we get up to today, Corey? Was it eighty? I idea. It was. I was it sweating. Was first day I sweated at work this year. I had to turn the That's air good. back on. I turned the air on for the first time. It was getting muggy in my house. <laughs> oh, and I'm glad you said muggy because generally these past few weeks it hasn't. It's been kind of dry. It's been warm but kind of dry. Now we're starting to see this spring type. Okay, the air, the dew points are coming up. The humidity's rising. This is one of the big ingredients we need for a severe weather outbreak. Unfortunately. Yeah, you know, and and people also, I mean, I got to say this, people also come as like, "Well, why do you like severe weather? Why do you do it?" Well, number 1, we can't do anything about the weather. <laughs> It's, it's going not, to happen. It's not that we like the damage or anything. No, it's no, no. It's just something, it's cool. It's right. science. It's something you want to watch and follow. But that and... kicks Corey and me in to keep everybody safe. It's like the excitement right. of Mother Nature. The goal is to to catch it. And yeah. It's, it's like, the same as like doctors and nurses. I'm sorry, we're adrenaline junkies. We, right. we don't like that people are hurting or sick, but boy, we love the chance to figure out that's why what's happening. Yeah, that's let's a great analogy. Let's figure this out and let's fix it. That's a great, or yes. prevent it. That's a fantastic analogy. I never thought of that. You're right. It's it's that adrenaline rush. It's like, okay, now we got to kick into gear and make graphics and go live and get out there. And so, keep people safe. And keep people safe. Well, you know, I'm going to give you one of these. Because that's a great, I never thought about that. It's a great we, analogy. We uh, uh, actually taught some youngsters how to stay safe earlier this really week. you know you know you all want to talk about that yeah we did before we get into the that nuts and fun. bolts of this yeah so explain what happened what did what did you what what did you plan for us i didn't plan anything well you you were kind of the, the spearhead Hollister, uh early childhood preschoolers contacted us several weeks ago and wanted to know if we would come talk to their preschoolers because they're scared of storms storms are a scary thing at that age and so we took some time uh, spent the morning with them, taught them what makes a storm, how to stay safe during the storm, and we had a lot of fun. We got to make lightning. We got to make tornadoes out of pop bottles. And- I got to tell you, I actually did have fun. I was I was not dreading it, but I don't do well with little ones. I was just nervous of keeping their attention because these were three to five year olds. They were totally they into were what so we were good. doing. <laughs> I am. Proud to say, I think we did a good job of well, bringing did. it down to their level. Well, you and Corey, but Corey took over. I mean, Corey is the master at this. I mean, you had children. You still have children. Griffin's five. I mean, but... he was right there in that age range. Yeah, you brought Griffin. That was awesome. Yeah, we got we got uh, pictures and everything. But Corey, thank you. It, it's soon, You're welcome. Corey just popped in there and it's I like, had a, like, you go because I don't know what to do. Well, I mean, like I had a timeline in my in my head. I knew that we needed to keep it short and sweet. To keep their attention. I like that. <laughs> and so I had the main high hit points that we needed to cover. 
Mm-hmm. And I think we did a good job. Yeah, the best thing that, that uh, one of the most fun things that you that you did, I didn't know you were gonna do it, was take each of the little kids and put like sunshine and cold. And that was a great we analogy. To show them what makes a storm. Yeah, and that it's w- not something scary. That you know, yeah. it honestly, and, and I'm age myself here. When I was young, when they would call for tornado warnings, and this is gonna sound so stupid, like <laughs> I'm talking little. Little. Okay, I didn't understand what a storm was. And I, like, pictured these tornadoes in a jail oh. cell somewhere. A jail cell? Jail cell. <laughs> Sorry, my Okie's coming out tonight. Um, and, like, they would put these warnings out. And I picture them opening the cell and releasing the tornado. And I could never figure out why. Like, why? Why would you release these things? Keep them locked up. Yeah, but you were like little but bitty. Little bitty. You were like, like eight, that was eight or my... nine. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit younger than that. But I mean, that's just, that was my thinking. And, and kids don't know that it's something that is nature and <coughs> that it can happen and what causes it. So it was fun to show them <coughs> what actually makes a tornado that's not something that it's not meant to, you know. Yeah. cause them harm and come on I don't know yeah. chase them down whatever. right 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 and they had questions I was looking at questions it's like I they had great questions uh, that's yes why I mean, is thunder so loud why is thunder what makes lightning what makes rain it's they like that's had perfect some awesome questions and of course I'm like okay because you have have the thermodynamics of the electric of the thing of the but of you the gotta lightning. bring that into I preschool know, terms. that's where Corey came in Corey just took over I'm like Thank you. And if you see me like like smiling like an idiot in the background, I'm like, thank God Corey's doing this because I don't want to do <laughs> We've had. Pretty- I just feel like I had to rescue you guys. And yes. I swooped you, in. And- you are. Yes, you saved me. me. I think I know how to talk to preschoolers. Oh, you definitely. Okay. Oh, I am no idea. It's not talking to preschoolers. I, was, I mean, I, I needed. I mean, it was. Uh, yeah, I can talk to their level. Yeah, but I talk. You're good at talking on a preschool level, huh? Yes. Well, you're good. You do the cave thing, so you've got all this. You know, you I don't deal with kids, so I don't. I really don't know. I mean, now right. once they get Just to fourth grade or fifth grade, oh, I'm all about it. I'll I'll do it that one. And we had some other schools lined up, and then COVID hit. So wow. I maybe I mean, we can get back out. Yeah, there. I mean, we need to get back out there. We would love to come talk to your school. We had so much fun. I think the kids had fun. We got to make lightning with them, and yeah, those are cool. I mean, I, I keep calling it a Vandegraaff generator. It's not a Vandegraaff generator. It's a just a, a lightning ball type. of I want to find one of the yeah. static balls, though. I want to. Yeah. That's the, a Vandegraaff, right? Do you hit the, it in your? Yes, your, yeah, that's it's what I want to find for our next one. I think the we need to order they're one. like like three or four hundred dollars. So if you want to support like us, to like, sponsor, you know, patri- patreon.com slash weather, then you can give us. Stuff. We can go into these schools. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, if you want to see pictures, Shara posted a bunch of them on our on our page. Our I Facebook. just got an idea. Oh, what's that? We should get on Amazon oh. and make a wish list of everything Ooh. we need for weather, and people could gift us those items if they saw, oh, if they need a this, that, and a rather, and boom, they'll buy it for us, and, oh, and we'll have it. I'm and sure we can just... educate people. Oh, exactly. my gosh. Exactly. Corey, you're brilliant. Wait, I got to give you Okay, give one of those. Yeah, good day. Yeah. Because as much as I mean, as much as you guys love weather and you love looking at the we weather, we really need a stormdar radar, weather boat. The point, <laughs> the point of stormdar <laughs> was to keep people safe. Like that right. is our goal, and, and that will remain our goal. When we are posting we weather and posting storms, 
But it is. The equipment is expensive. Um, we yeah. pay for the radars and things that we use. So The weather station we use and the website we and everything. Use yeah. costs money. We do it because we want to keep everyone safe. So, yeah, so. you feel in your heart the need to help us out. Yeah, go for it. We're not going to turn you down. Okay. Um, actually, uh, is there anything new you've seen over there, Corey? On oh wait, Storm Prediction Center. I want to. I'm going to get to the weather. Nope. Uh, so no more MDs, no more watches. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we Corey may kind of check out if we got something going on. and He needs to post to the page or whatever. But um, I tell you what, let's do. Let's. I got lots of questions, and you've got the latest radar. So let's get to the model minute. Model Minute, Model Minute, what do they say? It's the Model Minute. Okay, I'm handing this to you. I made a request a few minutes before the podcast of a few models, so... Well, I mean, we got the HRR model HRRR model up right now over Missouri, and believe it or not, the current latest model for 8 p.m., is matching exactly what's on radar right now. No way. Yeah, we have some some uh, little spotty uh, showers popping up in uh, central Missouri and over north of St. Louis, and that's exactly what we have on the radar right now. Well, so maybe this model kind of knows what it's talking about. Well, tonight. all I can say is good for her. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Wow. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'll do that. Okay, but, anyway. But these showers are forming <laughs> along a cold front, or right in front of it, I think. And we are, uh, that, that's going to fill in by 11 o'clock. It's still spotty, but kind of filling in even more and more and more. But it really starts taking off over northeast Oklahoma. And uh, that's where that MD was placed earlier that's tonight. That's interesting. Looks yeah. like possibly a uh, watch could be issued in the next uh, hour or so. I think it's with, 80%, didn't they yeah, say? Yeah, and uh, I don't know what type of watch that could be. Could be a tornado watch. We'll see. Uh, the tornado risk, it was low. T- now, now, I didn't look at the tornado risk on the latest. Uh, it's the same. 2%? Yes, 2 Yeah. Okay. Which isn't much. And even the National Weather Service, that's pretty low. It's not zero. But it's non-zero. Right. Non-zero. Exactly. Okay. That line starts to fill in pretty good with some heavy precip around the... 2 a.m. hour over Joplin, Mima, Oklahoma, the Joplin area, and then really starts to fill in and move to the east, southeast, right around 4 a.m., 5 a.m. But the the her model has the bulk of the storms over Branson at, let's see here, you know what? This is different than what was just an hour ago. Yeah, that updates every 6 hour. 6 a.m. has it over Cassville, 7 a.m. outreach in Branson. The heaviest storms. So that's way later than they originally said. Right. Wow. Which would put us not truthfully in the slight for tonight, but for tomorrow. Because that's tomorrow. That, that's tomorrow. That's way tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How uh, bizarre. Okay. We'll see, we'll see if anything pops up ahead of the front, you know? Now they they did talk about there's a possibility of some prefrontal activity, yeah. but uh, yeah, I'm I'm not sure. And yesterday, like I said earlier in the podcast, it's like they were talking for like eight to ten, and then raging, and then it keeps getting later and later and later. And now with the latest, her six to seven a.m. Well, the storms are going to initialize way sooner than that. And, and oh yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. We'll see how fast it moves. You know, true, true. 
And then I'm looking on into uh, Monday night. Still got some spotty activity uh, later in the evening. Looks like 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Does it look major? Coming up out of kinda... Arkansas. Eh, okay. It's decent. I, th- I think a warm front is going to th- – the that's front's going to stall. Like. And so that's it's what got... it looks like, a stall oh, okay. front coming up and then moving to the east. That makes total sense. Um, and that's all I got on the HER model because it's such a – Short range. Yeah, it, it the her is stands for high res rapid refresh, and it is it doesn't go out very far, but it updates every single hour, and that's why what Corey just said. You know, we we checked it before the pod, and now it's reinitialized, so we get new new data. Well, the latest run of the her model is just now initializing again. And I got like four <laughs> frames of it now, and it has a very very pronounced line forming by. 11 p.m. to midnight, right over Joplin. Okay. So it's something we're going to have to watch out for. It's something. Yeah. That, because that's in our coverage area. So we'll be up for sure, probably most of the night, or I will be. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I'll be up for some Tonight is, you know, you can tell there's a storm brewing out there. I could tell by the wind. It just oh. felt like it was in the air. Yeah. But I have to say I'm mostly concerned about Tuesday, you know? You know, they did say on that fourth round, which is that's when that strong, potent cold front's going to sweep through. And if the warm front, like I said, is going to, like, lift north, and that's probably going to give Tuesday a nice, juicy day here in the Ozarks. That front's going to come through. Battle of the air masses, but that front's going to win. I was mainly concerned about the timing, though. Yeah, I mean, they were saying over nine, and I mean, is it now later? I was concerned about timing and a cap, uh, because these are all dependent on a cap eroding. Okay, they could be a bust, probably not, but I've seen it happen before. Oh, we both have, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm looking at the uh, GFS now, and looking at Tuesday at well. I'm not seeing much. I'm not seeing too much until where the prime tornado storms would be. The okay, time, you know. Well, yeah, the, the the prime time for tornadoes is anywhere between like basically three and seven. That's kind of when everything starts really bubbling up. Oh, I thought I had silenced my phone. I have my I have a new case on my phone, and I can't hit the silent button we have spotty stuff coming through at 10 a.m on tuesday nothing bad oh really i thought it was supposed to be dry all day well uh, yeah apparently not i mean this whole thing is weird and then i'm fast forwarding on to 4 p.m 7 p.m nothing 10 p.m 1 a.m wednesday morning and then we got a line coming in through on 10 a.m wednesday morning and it could be strong. 1 p.m. Wednesday afternoon, strong. Oh, Wednesday is going to be the day. And, of course, I have an afternoon show. Great. Yeah. All you, buddy. But, <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not going with the GFS on this one. I I want to wait for those short-term models yeah, to come out. Yeah, we need the mezzos. Yeah. For, I, I, I trust that for tonight, and right. I'm going to trust it for the rest of the week. But, again, they're short-term. So they're they only go out a certain amount of mm-hmm. hour, like forty eight or whatever. 
So we're really going to have to keep our eye on the models. Well, that's true. If we go Wednesday, today's Sunday, so that's a 90, wait, 72. Yeah, the, the NAM just barely taps into it. And, and the wharf only goes 48, so we definitely yeah, yeah. don't have that. Right. Um, I'm just looking at the forecast grid uh, for Branson, and it looks like Tuesday, Tuesday now, this is the National Weather Service, Springfield, uh, partly sunny, high 79. So that front, like tomorrow, the high 61. So that front, that warm front is going to be lifting. That's exactly what I was thinking. Well, I'm looking at Tuesday on the NAM, and I got nothing on the models. What am I missing here? Well, I know that's what they said. Uh, what's what they're saying is Tuesday, partly sunny all day. That's why I thought Tuesday was going to be fine. But well, Tuesday's the day they have that enhanced look for Oklahoma, Southeast Kansas, Western Missouri, right? That's, oh, that's the big one. Yeah, the that's big day line. three. Yeah, that's, that would be Tuesday, right? Yeah. Okay, Tuesday. I'm on Tuesday on the NAM. That's weird. I got a line coming through, but it's 4 a.m. Wednesday morning. Wednesday. Well, right, 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 right. Okay, and that's what this is kind of saying. I guess the Weather Service is looking at that because they have 40% chance of severe thunderstorms Tuesday night. After 1 a.m. Maybe it's something the NAM isn't wanting to... Uh, uh, that's weird. And then Wednesday, showers and thunderstorms. Some of them could be severe high, 73, chance 80%. So Wednesday is going to be awful. Well, at this point, we're... Today's only Sunday, so we got some time to change. <laughs> right. Wow. Well, well, we're just going to have to keep an eye on the models, that's for sure. Yeah, and especially the Storm Prediction Center. We we ha- we rely heavily on the Storm Prediction Center. They've got really high-end models. They've got great forecasters. It's, I mean, it's weather is not a perfect science. They're not 100%, but no weather agency is 100%. But per capita, they are more correct than, <laughs> you know, a, a lot of them. So we'll, we'll, we're going to go with that. Now the uh, oops, the euro out of all models does have a, some stuff coming through on Tuesday. Daytime mm, between seven, four p.m. and ten p.m. Okay, so later. Wow, that's even earlier than. And then the big biggies coming through on Wednesday morning, ten ah. a.m. near Nevada, then sweeping across down to Springfield by noon. Oh, perfect. 1 p.m. over Branson. Awesome. I got a 2 o'clock show. But that is... <laughs> that's wow. getting into prime time right there. For oh, Storm. yeah. Now, that's right. That is that is prime Nader and, season. And Wednesday, mm-hmm. that's when we're in our enhanced. And Wednesday, right, right, right. And so, that, so, in the, yeah, well, the afternoon... Theoretically, I mean, 30% would be enhanced on the SPC... Scale. Yeah, yeah, and I'm curious to see because everybody's talking about that to be the big one. I, I don't, th- I'm not feeling moderate, but definitely enhanced. I'm it's definitely a feeling. big area that they have highlighted it's, for that. It's though. a what I mean, do they call it? Both avocado. Days, <laughs> both days, both both the enhanced days are pretty good. Size yeah, the Tuesday they got a big old hatched area, which means significant weather advance. So we'll just watch it. But with timing, I think the enhanced would start right on us and then go to our east to where. Most of the bad stuff could be to our east by the time it, and that that make kind of makes sense because if the front gets that way, it's going to be in the prime part of the front. Once the front passes, right. yeah, we're going to be fine. Yeah, interesting. 
Wow. We'll keep an eye on it. Yeah, great model minute. And that's what we're saying. And that these are the models we look at. And you can go to any site you want to. You can go to PivotalWeather.com. You can go to TropicalTidbits.com, College of DuPage. I'm not sure what their site is, COD. Uh, I don't know. There's several you can go to. They're all public. You can see them for yourself. And I really need to make the the how to read models video. You know, maybe I'll do that in the next, you know, whatever. But. Okay. I wanted to cover the national hazards uh, what's going on now, which I think this this whole thing is very dynamic. And the only reason I'm, <laughs> I'm doing this is because it's interesting. There is a red flag warning all the way from central Nebraska through western Kansas, the entire state of New Mexico, western Texas, and southeast Arizona. That's a red flag. That's a red flag. That, that's really red flag. Now, central Kansas and the panhandle of Oklahoma and the panhandle of Texas is under a high wind watch, and that is for sustained winds 30 to 40 miles per hour with gusts to 60 miles an hour. Now, that's a watch. That's not a warning yet, but that's going to tell you. Now, okay, let me back up. This is right now. This is as of tonight. These are the national hazards. Tonight as of about 9 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, a winter storm watch is in effect for all of North Dakota, all of northern South Dakota, and pretty much uh, eastern Montana with a winter storm warning to western Montana. That's bizarre. So there's tons of winter up there. A wind advisory for most of Arkansas... I mean, there's wind advisories for Nevada. I think that's, is that a wind advisory? I got to check it. All of Nevada is under something. Oh, no. I think it's a high, no, it's a wind advisory. Yeah. I'm checking now. Yeah, wind advisory. So this system is very dynamic. And if you're getting this tonight, when this thing sweeps through, you've got the dynamics there. And that's what we're saying is going to really rake a lot of havoc. Reek a lot of havoc. Rake. No, you rake leaves. <laughs> you, rake, you, you rake leaves, you don't you? Havoc. Yeah, you reek havoc. You, you rake leaves. I don't know. Havoc reeks. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, like Corey said, just just watch. I mean, he's watching Storm Prediction Center and Radar while I'm talking right now. Um, I, I don't know about you. I say this every time, but my gosh... Have I got the antihistamines going? The pollen is crazy out there. And I have something new to report. Elm, ash, and oak. Those are new new pollen, predominant pollens that are out there. Juniper is always out there. Juniper is never going to die. But the, but the predominant pollens this week, elm, ash, and oak. Now, isn't ash the one... With like the white bark, like white ash is, I don't know. I don't know. Body. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. I know sycamore has a whiter bark. Oh, sycamore does too. Okay. That's I know. Yesterday, I woke up with a massive headache. Yeah, I bet. I bet you did. <laughs> and I've had several people I've seen complaining on Facebook today that their allergies are driving them insane. Well, the last couple of days. The top. Now, this is from pollen.com. The top is twelve. And today is 11.5, and I think yesterday was like 11.4. Plus the wind is blowing, so and it's the just wind. blowing it everywhere. Crazy. Now, here's something I thought was very interesting from Pollen.com. Tomorrow, Monday, 
Pollen is low. 0.6. What's making it drop so suddenly? <gasps> Model minute. <laughs> Model minute. <laughs> I think uh, I think as storms are coming through and they're going to like annihilate all the trees. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's Usually good. when it rains, if we get a good rain, even though it's not. It calms it all down. Yeah. How, oh, how, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But how much rain are we looking at? Not, not all. Ton. No, I mean unless you get under a, a cell, yeah. it's heavy. Yeah, 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 but yeah. no, they're they're. I think they're talking about quarter to half, maybe, which isn't that yeah. much. Um, anyway, but Monday is uh, low point six. I you know I kind of thought, well, is that really gonna whatever? But Tuesday we're back up to way high eleven point seven. Wednesday high eleven point six, and Thursday medium high of nine point three. So. Pollen is up there, and you're going to have these headaches. You know, load up on your antihistamines, Flonase, whatever. It's it's going to I also, happen. Also, I think it was this morning. I, I mean, I break out in hives frequently. It's just something. Oh, you do. I have chronic hives. Oh. But this morning was bad. It's not typically in the morning. It's usually throughout the day, or and some days I don't have a problem. But this morning was bad. Like I woke up just itching, and I had to get up and take Claritin just to try to stop itching. Well, you never take Benadryl? Do you ever? Well, if I take Benadryl in the morning, I'm going to be out. Well, yeah, that's the Benadryl, only bad thing about Benadryl. Right? Like, they need to make a non-drowsy Benadryl. Cause yeah, that's going to, like, work. would knock me out for the day. So, yeah, I mean, I just have to take the Claritin, put some that's Benadryl. That's what I do. I can put Benadryl cream on. Yeah, that, I bet that'll work. And that helps. So, but I just, it was weird that it happened this morning. Yeah. Like, something had to be high out there because I don't usually ever have any issues in the morning. Yeah. I, and, and I really didn't, but I, I took my, my Claritin, but then I went to play some disc golf, which was wonderful. I got to tell this before we get to the weather school. Uh, went out to play disc golf. My buddy Phil, we, uh, he said, you want to go tomorrow? Which, that was yesterday. And I said, yeah. I said, but I want to go early before the wind because the wind, playing disc golf in the wind is not, you don't want to chase your disc everywhere. I said, so let's go out at 11. So we, we, we met there at 11. The wind was like maybe five to eight miles per hour. It was awesome. And we played about three or four holes, and all of a sudden, the wind started increasing, which we knew it was going to do in the afternoon, and it got to like maybe 15 or 20, with, with like a gust to 25 every now and then. But fortunately, it was like, it wasn't stupid, but that's what we need. And the temperature, oh, I got to tell this too. This morning, I looked, I can't remember what time it was. It was like 1030, I guess. It was like 62 degrees. And by 11 o'clock, it was 73 degrees. It yeah, warm fast. Fast. And that's when that, you know, the starting of that south wind kicked in. And we, we all knew this was going to happen. It just kind of kicked it in. But yeah, so I think it's time to get to weather school. We're going to do it live this time. Uh, severe weather is upon us. We've got stuff to talk about, uh, different elements of severe weather. Um, so maybe a little bit of fun facts, uh, about the, each of these and then some safety rules. So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. And it's time for the stormed our weather school. And I thought this would be really interesting for us to do. There are three main Elements of severe weather. There's hail, wind, and tornadoes. So I thought, you know, 
I just got this brilliant idea. There's three there's, of us. There's three of us. So let's take let's take one. So I'm going to take hail, and Shara's going to take wind, and of course tornadoes. We're going to give to Corey. So I'm going to start with hail. So uh, what is severe hail? Hail is considered severe when it is one inch in diameter or greater, and that is because that is what the scientific community has deemed will start causing damage. I mean, you can get some minor damage with like three-quarter inch hail, like in your car or something, but you know, when it when it's propelled or it's falling, one inch is kind of the threshold. Tell me what a one inch hail would be comparable to. Well, I'm just we getting I'm getting balls. ready to tell you okay. because you measure hail by familiar objects. Yes. Yes. And uh, so here's an example. When you get pea size hail, it's a quarter of inch. Penny size hail, three quarters of an inch. The quarter, which is one inch. Ping pong ball size, which is one and a half inches. And I got to stop there because that's what they are thinking. Tonight. Of, yeah. If these storms develop tonight, they're ping talking pong. about ping pong ball size. Ping pong ball, inch and a half hail, that's pretty, that's pretty good hail. I don't there's damage if it continues. Yeah. Uh, you, I know a lot of us has heard this one, golf ball size hail. That's one and three quarters inch hail. Hen egg. It's weird. I haven't really heard of hen egg, but it's two inches. Oh, I have. I've, really? I not often. I've heard it, but not often. Usually yeah. I hear golf ball. But you've heard tennis ball. I've heard tennis ball. And those... That's two and a half inches. Those will kill you. Baseball, we've all heard... 2.75 inches softball. Now, Ooh, this is weird. Softball's huge. This, the, the site that I saw is odd. It's 3.8 inches. Why is it not three and three quarter inches? <laughs> well, softball is a regulation a size. Yeah. But so, then you go to grapefruit, which is four and a half yeah. inches. We have seen, ba- it was, I don't remember if it was baseball or softball size hill once in our storm chasing career. Yeah, yeah, that's huge, and it was terrifying. Like we, oh, I can't imagine. We, we had to get out of the car, like <clears throat> like you, big baseballs. Oh my have god! Have to run and get under a roof because you're afraid it's going to break your windshield. Well, you know, it's it's interesting that you say that because the safety rules are, <laughs> they say if you're outside, get inside. Go if you inside. can't, avoid sheltering under trees. Protect your head. Don't leave your vehicle. People want to get out. No, well, don't leave your I mean, vehicle. That's dangerous size hail. That will knock you out. Yeah. It says pull over to a safe location, situate yourself and your passengers away from the windows. In other words, get down. Get away from the windshield. And if you're in the, the most intense part of big hail, cover your head and eyes. Uh, inside is pretty simple if you're inside. Stay, Stay inside. inside. <laughs> that's the first one. Second one is move away from windows. And the third one is do not go outside for any reason. I think we should talk about the uh, Severe Weather Committee formed in southwest Missouri between the cities of Joplin, Springfield, Branson with Ted Martin. They mm-hmm. they formed a committee that said, hey, we're going to sound the sirens when we have these large hail events come through. The outdoor warning signs, they no longer call them tornado sirens. They right. call them outdoor warning signs, and they will sound them for large hail. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, of, a lot of brands, and they, no. they, they are outdoors. People are outdoors. Really? So a lot of got, outdoor got, activities. With three lakes, we got oh, all absolutely. Sorts of so they will some golf, those sirens. Go kart, Silver Dollar City, yeah, high I mean, winds or hail. Now I don't, I don't think they will sound in for an inch hail. I think that's 
they're going to sound it for like really large hail. Because if it's they're an inch or greater, it for golf ball or I was going to say, if it's people. like up there, yeah, that's what I'm they thinking. They, you know, Ted at the uh, fire department, he's the chief. I would he's love in to get contact him on with here. the National Weather Service, uh-huh. so he knows if he needs to sound the sirens or not, and he does. Yeah, yeah. If if it's major, it's going to happen. Yeah, people and I think have been great. trained over the years that when they hear those sirens, they think tornado, and they want to go outside and look. <laughs> well, that that's what you do in these parts. It, I mean, <laughs> But it's like it needs to be. It's it's changing. It's becoming. It's an outdoor warning. There is some sort it's of threat. True. It's not always a tornado. If, if you, you hear can get them, damaged, if you can get hurt threat. or killed, they need to sign. I mean, I totally one hundred percent agree with the with Ted. It's like you got to go get out of the. Especially the way. If we've got all these lakes. If you've got some high winds or lightning, oh my gosh, you need to get off the water. It, yeah, exactly. Okay, now here's uh, uh, going back to the sizes. Uh, People should know this because we've talked about this many times on the podcast. Don't say marble size because there are so many different sizes of marbles. When you say we've got marble size hail, well, that could be a half inch hail. That could be a two inch hail. It could be whatever. Don't use the word marble when you can go by coins, but not marbles. Co- coin, yeah, coins are other. You can go through anything that's consistent. That stays the same size. That's it. it yeah, M M&M and M size. You know, a dime's always going to be here. A dime. Me- measure an M and M, Corey. You got M&M. no way because peanut M and Ms are bigger than regular M and Ms. Oh, you can't yeah, do, can't that. do that. that. You're right. You have to say plain M and M size. Wait, wait, I got to give you. I got to give you a ding. almond M and M size. You're correct. It is not consistent. Okay, uh, the last. Uh, Last uh, little thing I got on hail. The largest hailstone ever recorded in the United States is eight inches, which fell near Vivian, South Dakota in 2010. Now, this is considered gargantuan hail. Eight Uh, inches. But now there is a disputed hail size of up to 9.3 inches in Argentina. But what they did, they said, well, it's anywhere between 7.6 inches and 9.3 inches. And they're like, mm, we're not going to accept that. So I looked at, I kept looking at the world records. I, I searched this for like 15 minutes trying to figure out what is the largest. And it always came up, this 8-inch hailstone near Vivian, South, South Dakota. So, okay. So, and hail, that's what hail is in severe and safety to go in there. So, Shara, you got wind. And I made you bullet points. I'm not going to, like, Shara lie. Shara doesn't know what she's doing. I didn't say that. I just, I'm just helping you out. Wind gusts are considered severe when they reach a velocity of greater than or equal to 58 miles per hour. Yes. That's some strong wind. I <laughs> see. Yeah. And that's when you're going to get damage with those speeds. Yeah, that's like when the hail thing is like that's they have discovered... 58 miles an hour, that's when stuff's going to start being damaged. Sustained wind of 40 to 50 miles per hour can cause isolated wind damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, types of severe wind events. <clears throat> there are straight line, which is basically what it says. Yeah. That's the term used to define thunderstorm wind that is not associated with rotation. But it can do some damage because it just blows straight sideways. And Oh, yeah. Uh, derecho, long-lived, powerful thunderstorms with straight-line winds that could reach up to 100 miles per hour. 100 Yikes. miles per hour. Can you imagine? Those can do some damage. I don't want to be outside if it's 100 no. miles an hour. I can't even drive that way that fast that's on the when, highway. That's when you get the alert of bring your dogs and cats in. Yeah. That's when the tornado sirens or the outdoor warning sirens get blown over. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
Uh, microburst is a sudden, powerful, localized downdraft. It can be wet or dry and have downward speed of up to 100 miles per hour. Yeah, and so a lot of like, times, poof. Yeah, a lot of times, how how those those things develop is usually at the end of a thunderstorm, where the updraft keeps pushing all this air up, and all of a sudden the the the, the updraft stops, and all this all this cold air is heavier, and all of a sudden it goes, okay, we're falling, boom, and it just falls straight down. Macroburst, ooh, similar to the microburst, but it covers a much larger area. Um, the fastest wind gust ever recorded, not from a hurricane or tornado, is 231 miles per hour. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like just a gust of wind, 231 miles per hour. Uh, recorded April 12th, 1934 by Mount Washington Observatory staff. I think we've kind of had a... Surely either, that was a fun fact in there somewhere. I was going to say it's either a fun fact or something. I, Surely I've covered that at some Of point. course you have. Of course. Okay. Um, safety during windstorms. Take shelter in a safe location. Move to the middle of your home or basement away from windows and glass doors. Evacuate manufactured homes. Do not stay in a manufactured home, uh, trailer house, however you want to call it, right. during severe winds. Um, consider building a safe room and bring a disaster kit with you. Yeah. Now, I know a lot of this is going to translate to the tornado Same safety rules. Same as the tornado, rules. right? Yeah. Right. But the straight lines are different than tornado. It's like, but like, they can still do some damage. Exactly. Like you just said, it's like it's a straight wind that does not have a rotation to it. And that's why... They can still take some roofs off. And it, it can destroy barns and houses and stuff. And that's the reason a National Weather Service crew goes out and assesses this stuff because if... To determine if it was a high windstorm right, or a tornado. Right. They can look at it stuff if they can determine that there's like, you know, circular patterns. Well, that's a tornado. If not, they call it a straight line wind event. Good. Good job. Wait. I'm going to give you this. Yeah, Sharon, you did great reading what my bullet notes. I am an awesome reader. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I love to read. Okay, so I did hail and Sharon did wind. So, Corey, I didn't make you any notes. I just want you to talk about about your wonderful knowledge of tornadoes. I'm on the radar right now. What? We got some, uh, the cap is eroding. So, uh, Uh got some breakage. Breaking okay. out of storms in Oklahoma. I'm just watching that. that Wait, breaking. Nothing, ding, 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 nothing ding, ding, to do with no, the no, podcast. Okay. Because podcasts, it's not live. But yeah. uh, We'll do tornado information Storms first. are yeah. forming in Oklahoma at this time. We've got some lightning. Storms have formed in the past five minutes, and we already have lightning strikes. So, Oh, God. Model minute. Yeah. Cover your tornadoes, Radar and minute. then we okay. we'll get into so, the current weather. So, so tornadoes. So, Corey, Dazzless, what, what makes a tornado severe? <laughs> Everything. Um, Everything, exactly. They're all severe. <laughs> they're all severe, yeah. Sorry, I'm deleting some posts from our weather, our Stormdar Weather Road Conditions group right now. Well, you know, I don't know why. I mean, yeah. Are we, you blocking the author, too? Of course. Do I do our, that, We do too. our best, guys. Like, yeah, they we're, pop we're up trying. And we don't want to make it to where those it's, have to be approved. What is, what is a tornado? But What is a tornado? Well, I know. Sure. What, do you know what a tornado what what's is? What's a definition? a tornado? actual definition yeah it's easy it, it's easy think about it i mean it's a s- swirling cyclone a swirling what rotating what what is swirling what is it's cloud no no debris no no i don't know the definition air air it's it's, it's rotating air it's a rotating column of air yeah 
that that's hits all a tornado. The, the ground causing the debris. Right, exactly. And uh, it's not so much the wind that's going to hurt people or cause fatalities. It's what's what in the is wind. in the wind. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point. What's it it's throwing what's at it, yeah, you? Yeah, what's it picking up and throwing at you, yeah. There can be many different names for a tornado because Ooh. back before... 1950, it was a cyclone or a whirlwind or a twister, but now it's, it's a, a twister, tornado. A it is a tornado, oh. and tornadoes are scary. They come, in ver- they come in various shapes or sizes. You can have... They do. You can have a stovepipe. You can have a wedge. You can have a rope. You know? That, yeah, and it's very fascinating. It there's there's very fascinating. tons of them. Yeah. When you're not in them and you just see them on video, they're very cool to look at. Yeah, but to, but, but to be able to... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Everybody, Excuse that's me. All, I just kind of swallowed my tongue. No, to be able to identify, is it a stovepipe? Is it this wedge? Is it this... Ro-? Yeah, it's really cool. Or you can get a mile-wide one. Well, most tornadoes, believe it or not, have wind speeds. This is most tornadoes mm-hmm. have wind speeds less than 110 miles per hour. Did you know that? I actually knew that, and but people think when you see a tornado, you're thinking, "Oh, 500 miles an hour." You know, no, they're really not that strong. Well, most tornadoes have wind speeds less than 110 miles per hour mm-hmm. and are about 250 feet across, which is big, but oh yeah, still does damage. Yeah, and uh, just travel a few miles. But the most extreme tornadoes can attain winds of well over 300 miles per hour, and are well over two miles in diameter, which is huge. Yeah, and we're talking kind of rare events. And I can, mean, some of them can stay on the ground for fifty to hundred miles, like the the tri-state tornado sure. or the quad state that the other month or two. Yeah, and then you you can have a different types of tornadoes being over water, which would be a, a water spout, and they're yeah. beautiful. You can even have a land spout tornado. Which is, yeah, which is weird, but yet yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. <laughs> but then you can have a multi vortex tornado too. Ooh. And those are the scary ones. Ooh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. That could that could be several tornadoes in one rotation. It, it, it's fascinating. I, wait a minute. Fascinating. Could I it think. be part of a tornado family? It could be. Oh, okay. Well, we talked about that last week. That's how I knew. <laughs> yeah. But uh there can be uh Tornado-like events, you know, when you have a frontline tornado, they're called gust nados. I still they're they're tornadoes. Yeah, but uh, they're not like the uh, supercellular large tornadoes, spring type storms that we're, we're talking about. But, exactly. But uh, but but can do some damage. We had some pretty good uh, frontliners come through just the past two. I weeks. know. I call them frontliners. I think the, the the technical term is is QLCS, quasi linear convective uh, spin up tornado type of thing. I but I like the term frontliners because it it sounds really cool. But you can even have a dust devil that is not a tornado. It can form out of nowhere. And, and mm-hmm. I, I saw a video of a dust devil that hit a fruit stand. And watermelons were just swirling up around this vortex. Seriously? It was amazing. Are you serious? It was amazing. Oh, man, I got to see that. I that video. <laughs> okay, I got to see that. You can have a fire world, a uh-huh, fire tornado, fire yep, or yep, a yep. steam devil. I've seen the steam devil. So yes. there's many, many types of tornadoes. Those aren't really tornadoes that are going to do damage, but, you know. You don't want to be caught in one. Well, yeah, I, we talk about these these like you said the frontliners. They're like usually EF zeros or EF ones, but they're still tornadoes. What country? What country, Shara? Do tornado are tornadoes most uh, frequently what, where they occur? What's the most frequent country? United States. 
Yes, yes, you are correct. I'll and, give you a and, ding. And what part of the United States? I know, I know. Wait, sure. Wait. Tornado Alley. Which is? Midwest. Okay. Well, you have... Wow. I mean, like, you know, you can you're have... Illinois, Indiana, down to Texas. Okay, but... Okay, I get it. I okay. see that. But, you know, in my book... In my, it's Alabama. In my <laughs> expert opinion, we have two Tornado Alleys. We're getting... Yes, I agree. I agree with you. I'm talking Midwest, and I'm talking Southeast, Alabama, Georgia, They Louisiana. have got their, <coughs> my gosh, the Southeast U.S. have gotten their share. My word. They have this year. Wow, yeah. But did you know that tornadoes also occur, occur in South Africa, much of Europe, <coughs> except for Spain for some reason, they don't get them. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Australia, <laughs> New Zealand, Bangladesh. India, Japan, Philippines, and southeastern South America all get tornadoes. I've yep. never heard of a. I mean, well, our tornado guy who made the uh, scale was 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 Japanese American Ted. Yeah, Fujita, Fujita, right? But uh, I, I, you don't hear a lot of tornadoes in Japan. But, I don't. But I'm sure they this as they occur. So uh, now tornadoes can be detected before. Or as they occur, by use of uh, dual polarization radar, mm-hmm. and 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 we've said it before, radar has made leaps and bounds over the past twenty years with with this, where where you can, you know, back in the day they did not have they had radar uh, indicated rotation, but now they actually have radar confirmed tornadoes, which is visible through. Coalition co- uh, coefficient uh, debris balls. Yeah, we can see it. We can actually see it on we radar can see now. The debris, and that sometimes that debris gets launched fifty thousand feet into the sky. Oh yes. So, and that shows up on radar. Correct. So uh, we know if it's a, an extreme and large tornado on the ground without having eyes on it now, which is amazing. I me. think that's fascinating. So Absolutely fast. The tornado scale ranges from EF zero to EF five. EF zero is, of course, the smallest tornado, the weakest category. It will, it'll damage your trees, and but it's not going to damage yeah. the substantial structures. Uh, EF two to EF five will for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, EF five will just it'll rearrange oh, your EF, town. Yeah, EF five are going to wipe able to your recognize town out. It. Oh my gosh, yes. So. But a tornado again is a it's a, a rapidly rotating column of air, and uh, you know eventually it's going to form. It doesn't have to be visible all the way to the ground. People realize, oh, that's just a funnel. It's a funnel, right? But when you have debris blowing around on the ground, that column of air is touching the earth. It's touching the ground, even though there's not a condensation cloud all the way to the top now in oklahoma and kansas you could have a uh, a red dirt tornado where you have no condensation funnel but you have that dirt uh swirling up and, and those are beautiful especially yeah at sunset. they are because because people generally think when they think tornado they think oh it's this cloud to the ground no if you're if you go to these spotter classes we've had these spotter classes you may see it start in the sky, but you look at the ground, and if you see that little dust thing, when it makes contact with the ground, that is a that's your tornado, tornado. not a funnel anymore. It's a tornado. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty much what a tornado is. Uh, 
you can get tornadoes from you know 100 miles per hour to 300 miles per hour oh, it yeah. just depends on on a you know and 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 most tornadoes and some of them aren't even warned or even detected until later when they're verified by the national weather service hey we had a nef zero tornado knock some roofs off and that's what i was saying it was like they go out and assess number one is it straight line or tornado but Correct. if it is tornado how strong was this tornado? And they can tell between uh, the way the wind has scattered the debris, whether it's a straight line event or a tornado, a tornadic event. And you know what I like to do when a tornado is out there? I like to go outside and watch one. I, is there a problem with that? Not the safest place to well, be. Well, you, you're not supposed to. Of course, that's what oh, we do. But yeah, uh, yeah. well, yeah, I don't think I think you don't think you're supposed to. Do you that. need to be in. A uh, structure, preferably underground, like a basement or a storm cellar. And if you don't have that, in an interior room with no windows. That's such as the a key. bathroom. Yeah. Little or no windows. I mean, some, some places you may have like a window, but the, the least amount of window space you could get right. is best. You need to separate yourself from the outdoors. If there is a window, you need to be directly under the window, yeah, so yeah. that it right blows away from that window. The room. Exactly, you're across the room from you the window. You just need to be right. do your best to separate yourself from the elements. There you go. Put as many as many walls between you correct. and the outside that you can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry. I'm looking at radar. This is really kind of exploding over Oklahoma right now. Well, I, I'm watching it too. Well, you keep doing your thing. I'm watching right now. Uh, well, that's pretty much what I had on tornadoes. You yeah, don't want to uh, mess with them. Uh, you have uh, tornado watch, which all the ingredients are 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 there for the development of tornadoes or the lasagna. Now you're not going to. It's not necessarily occurring at the time, but the ingredients are there, and you need to. Be prepared to take action should the need arise. Exactly. Tornado warning, that's more of an intimate situation that a tornado is either occurring or ra- uh, radar has detected rotation. Yeah, you are in danger. If Correct. you get a warning, take Cover. And that's when you head to your tornado shelter. And turn on storm dare weather because yeah. Corey or me, one, are going to be live we'll be at live. that point. <laughs> 4.30 in the morning, we'll be there. Corey will be at 4.30 in the morning. I'll do the rest of the day. The, for- the fortunate thing, I'm off all day tomorrow. So that's great. And you're off all day, too. I'm off for the next three days. At, at, but actually, if you're up at 4.30 covering this thing, then you'll be asleep and I'll take over when I get up. There you go. We'll do it in shifts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got you covered. So, yeah, fantastic. That was, I think, one of the best live weather schools we've ever done, to be honest with you. Oh, wow. So, uh, okay, so it's time for the next segment, which is in other news. Uh, I only have one thing. I don't know if you got anything, Corey. You're, you're busy over there. Um, <clears throat> the March 2022 climate report came out. And, oh, is this Weather Prediction Center? The no, I'm not sure. Anyway, it reported in the month of March 2022, the coldest and hottest temperatures in the United States. The coldest temperature recorded was negative 48 degrees Fahrenheit at Peter Sinks, Utah on March 10th. And the hottest was 104 degrees Fahrenheit on March 26th. So I can't 
I can't do the the math there, but it's like it probably like a hundred and fifty degrees difference on those two. My lord, that is big. So Utah, I'm not sure where Peter sinks Utah is. If it's probably up on a mountain, I'm not sure. But it got the coldest, and uh, there you go, the hottest hundred. I didn't. Oh, I didn't put where. Hottest was 104. I was say, I was wondering where the where was. Wait a minute, I have it. It just says hottest, but it doesn't say where it was. Wait a minute, I have. Okay, well, I will look. I I will look. So anyway, do you, Corey, do you got something over there? Do you have any? Uh, yeah. I do. Okay, you do that. I have I'm gonna a look little, for this. I have a little. Uh, guys, we're looking at an above average hurricane season this year. The outlook has been released as of three days ago, and we're looking at 19 named. Storms. Surprise. Nine hurricanes, four of which will be category three or higher. So oh. that, that would be major. Okay. That would be a major hurricane. Right. Category a prediction three. issued Thursday by the scientists at none other than Colorado State University. Of course, the hurricane specialist. There will be <laughs> nine, at least 19 named storms, <laughs> nine hurricanes. An average season normally uh, produces. 14 named storms. But, there you go. But they're going to have to change that average. Oh, they've got to. Here lately, it's been crazy. Well, and they keep saying it's like it's going to be greater. I mean, they're going to have to. Yeah, I totally agree with you because they keep keep having to change that average <coughs> or else we're going to be above average every single year. Right. Last year, Colorado State predicted... 17 named storms with four major hurricanes. And it seems like around June, mm-hmm. they always do a revised outlook. Yes, not, not they only do. Colorado, but also National Hurricane Center, which is good. Right. But they last year, they predicted 17 named storms and four major hurricanes, and we ended up with. Uh, the third most active season on record with 21 named storms. Mm-hmm. There were seven. Hurricanes last season with four of them considered major. Okay, that makes sense. So, uh, of course, hurricanes are likelier to be larger when it forms over the hotter uh, water, the right. warmer ocean water. And sure. just, year after year, it just seems that Gulf of Mexico is a uh, a birthing ground for those torn uh, hurricanes because yeah. the the temperature is just prime development. It's just so warm. 88 That's plus. way it's warm. It's crazy. 88 degrees is bath water. Oh, I mean, that is really Storm good. Prediction Center just issued a watch here. So Uh-oh. I'm going to okay. get on that. Well, okay. So, Corey, you're going to do the watch. Uh, I Okay, Shara. <laughs> I found hottest 104. What's the hottest place in uh, the United States? for us. Oh, in the United oh, watch States. It. Oh, the watch is for us? Yeah. Okay. Ding 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 ding. Okay. No, no. No, seriously. You know what? Hottest place in the U.S. In the U.S. We always talk about it. You don't know. Death Valley. I was say I'm wanting to say like somewhere over New Mexico, New Arizona, somewhere. Yeah. So I I got okay. So Corey Corey is going to be out for a second, so he's going to be posting a watch. We do have a watch. Did they say what it is yet? It's a severe thunderstorm. Silver Thunderstorm. Okay, so let's uh, let's get to the next segment, which is 
with Shara, and let, that'll be perfect. It's perfect timing that they did that. So Shara, can, you can do your segment. Corey can post the watch. Uh, yeah, hottest 104 on in Death Valley. Why didn't I put that on the outline? I was wondering the same I thing. I don't know. I, I was didn't like, know, man, so. did you target both of those? Who knows what it is. Okay. All right, so it's time for the next segment. Get ready to get educated in Shara's fun. Facts are this week in weather history, whichever one she has prepared for today. And I think it's probably... I forgot that was coming. Yeah. You did not. You were there. I forget that you added that little <laughs> portion there. So. All right. So, Shara, it is time for your segment, which is... This, this week, week in weather history. Yeah, so... Just be warned. Next uh-huh. week, I have fun facts. <gasps> Ooh! Saving them for next week. Okay, that's good. Okay, so... But... Yes. And I had to like narrow this down because there was a ton for this week in weather history. Um, we're, we're in that season. <laughs> we're in that season. We're in tornado season. So it was tornadoes. So I tried to keep the ones that were closest to home because it, it was a lot. It would have been a very long segment. Um, April 10th, 1935. Severe dust storms across Iowa and Kansas closed schools and highways. Dodge City, Kansas experienced one of its worst dust storms on record with dense dust reported from the morning of the 9th until after sunset on the 11th. Oh my gosh. The sky like was two days. almost as dark as night. Like three days, really? Wow. Um, the thick dust suspended traffic on highways and railroads and most businesses and towns. If you want to look that one up, there's some very cool pictures of how dark it got in the middle of the day. Um, That's scary. The main picture is at 12 o'clock noon, and it's pitch black. You can't oh, my gosh. You can't see anything. Sure, it's showing me the picture. It is literally looks like, like I can midnight. see why everything shut down. Oh, my gosh. You can't see. And then you're, high, you're you know... Your lights on your car aren't going to do anything because it's just going to blow back at you. So, well, yeah, like driving in fog or a big, a big old snowstorm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. April tenth, in a very cool year, nineteen seventy-nine. Mm-hmm. The infamous terrible Tuesday outbreak slammed Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah. The Red River Valley was devastated by several cyclic. Sorry, cyclic <laughs> cell. I think I like, both are fine. Yeah, I like, I like cyclic, cyclic but yeah. That produced multiple, this is not a word or a term, I know, SIGTORs. Oh, SIGTOR, yeah. What is that? SIGTOR, S-I-G-T-O-R. Okay. Yes. It is an acronym, well, kind of a compound acronym from the National Weather Service to mean significant tornado. Mm. It's a SIGTOR, right. I did not know that. Wait, I got to get myself. Okay, anyway. <laughs> In total... 26 tornadoes were confirmed just in Oklahoma, Texas area. 57 people were killed and 1,900 plus were injured. The most infamous tornado from this event was a massive multi-vortex wedge that produced an Mm. immense swath of devastation in Wichita Falls, Texas. Wow. It was responsible for 42 fatalities and over $400 million in damage. Remember, this is 1979. I was going to say 70. That's that's $400 million of damage. Wow. Um, And sadly, (laughs) over half of the deaths were in vehicles. Wow. Get out of your car. Wow. Yeah. Tornado, get out of your car. Hail, stay in your car. Right. Yeah, it's like, what do you do? (laughs) April 10th, 
1929, an estimated F5 leveled most of Sneed, Arkansas. Uh, 23 people were killed by the half-mile-wide vortex as numerous homes were destroyed. After the tornado, the community was completely abandoned. Oh, no. And this event is considered to be Arkansas's only official F5. Really? Like, that kind of shocked me. Well, yeah. I mean, Arkansas is right there kind of in Tornado Alley. Well, kinda. yeah. I mean, Beside it. I, I think, honestly, because I think a lot of Arkansas, at least, at least the northwest part, has a lot of mountains to it. The funny thing is, this was way over. This was over in the further part away from Tornado Alley. This was... Oh, like eastern? or Yeah. It was over in the eastern part. Oh, no, that's weird. Of Arkansas. That's wild. But it is yeah. their only official F5. Wow. And it was in 1929. Wow. And that whole area got abandoned. So. Makes sense, yeah. April 9th, 1999. An F4 struck the northern Cincinnati suburb of Blue Ash, spawned by storms remaining from the Midwest event hours earlier. This tornado killed four and injured over four dozen others over a 10-mile path. Dozens of homes and businesses were destroyed. I, I really had to narrow this down because there were so many tornadoes this week. I mean, like... <laughs> oh, I bet you did. Yeah. So many. April. Oh, yeah. April 7th, 1926. Lightning started a disastrous oil fire. What? At San Luis, uh, California, which lasted five days. The fire created several fire whirls, one of which killed two people. And there are wow. some pretty amazing pictures to go along with this. So lightning. One lightning strike started a disastrous oil fire. You know, I got to tell that you. It lasted five days. That's crazy. And I know lightning also strikes out west and they start wildfires. I mean, people yeah. people think that actually humans start wildfires. They really don't. Nope. You get what they call a dry thunderstorm, which means you got the thunder and the lightning, but you have no rain, but you got all that electrical stuff. It'll pop something in a... It'll start a fire, and it could get out of control. It's wild. <clears throat> Nature says, Absolutely. you need to go. <laughs> the Mount Tambora eruption began on April 5th, reaching a climax on April 10th, 1815. That's a long time ago. Long time ago. Wow. Okay. One of the most significant recorded volcanic eruptions. Ash from the blast would circle the globe, blocking sunlight and leading to unusually cold summer in 1816. Wow. Ash circled the globe. That's not good because that's going to make it cold. One eruption. That is massive. That's crazy. Wow. April 4th, 1977. An outbreak of 19 tornadoes affected several states. An F5 slammed the Birmingham suburbs, producing extreme damage to many homes and vegetation. This was one of four violent tornadoes to impact the metro since 1956. And this was a special tornado because Mr. Sorry, Dr. Fujita mm. himself <laughs> followed the tornado in a plane. We just call him Ted. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Ted. He, he, he followed the tornado he in a plane. Are you kidding me? In a plane. Oh my 1956. word. 1956. Wow. 19 tornadoes outbreak. So wow. 
But I mean, well, he had to do research. Like that's cool that Mr. Vegeta himself, sorry, Doctor Vegeta, yeah, Doctor, <laughs> right. following it. <clears throat> right. April fourth and fifth, two thousand eleven. Not that long ago. That's true. An expansive serial derecho tore across much of the southern and eastern portions of the U.S. At several points, the line stretched from Ohio to Mississippi. The squall produced 46 tornadoes, nine fatalities, and $2.8 billion in damage. Oh, my God. Two days worth of derecho. Can you imagine? Uh, No, I actually cannot. I don't want to ever have to imagine that. No, 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 no. But that is all I have. Oh, that's it? It was a crazy week in history. Well, I mean... And I'm telling you, I had to, like, delete, like, ten of them. Well, you know, you are so correct because... At this time of year, if you're talking about tornadoes or like this weekend where there's, you're going to have paragraphs. Yeah. I mean, I we're get it. Right dead center in tornadoes. Exactly. So. All over the U.S. They were all over. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I really only listed the ones that happened within our Midwest area. See, that's beautiful because, see, that's why I have you on the podcast because you know how to refine and focus. We've been here all night if I read them all. Oh, yeah, I don't think I have enough hard drive space on my external hard drive. Well, good. Congratulations. All right. Uh, Corey's still working on the stuff over there, so let's get to the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. And I know what you're going to say once you read this. Can we stop with the, like, aqua stuff? <laughs> well, this is the, the third. Well, in it. this one doesn't technically say aqua well it th- well they're all the same there's we- a missing you no so it would say aquafuge oh wait there, if it said aqua there would be a u between the a and the q you know how to spell aqua a u q no a q u a aqua huh it looks weird. It looks. Yeah, I, I know it. It, it doesn't looks weird. look like Aquafuge. Yeah, that's like Aquafuge. Aquafuge. Uh, but you know, I think both of them are the same. So, since you said both of them, we'll give you a little applause. Aquafuge or Aquafuge. So, what does or is an Aquafuge? A geologic formation which has no interconnected openings and cannot hold or transmit water. Which, when I read that, I'm like. Okay. How is it aqua if it right can't hold or transmit it, water? Yeah, if it's not inter, if it's not connected to, to anything, water. it's like um, then what are you? What do you do? <laughs> what do you do? I just don't understand. What is the point of view? <laughs> I know it's crazy. Anyway, yeah, yeah, aqua, aquafuge, and the other one was aqua. What was the other two? No, <laughs> well, no, no. I had me to no, no, last no, week. Uh, no, last week was aquatard. Which okay. you thought was a bad word, but it's not. It That's the word. Like a bad word. And then aqua. Oh shoot, I forget what the one two weeks ago. Anyway, but that—that's all I'm going to do on the aqua thing. <laughs> Let's move away it's, from aqua. It's just—it's just a cool, you know, weather word of the week because it's got a Q in it. Anything I can find with an X or a Q. <laughs> Anything to throw Shara or a Z. Oh no, I'm not going to throw Shara on that. But anyway, okay. Wow, we have. What a severe podcast this time. Uh, yeah, I definitely wanted to go through uh, weather stuff because we are in April. And April, I, I said last week, all, you know, we've had round after round after round of severe weather in the southeast, which Corey brought up earlier in the podcast. That's the kind of the second 
Tornado Alley of going on. But I was wondering, when is that going to start lifting to the north? And you know what? This week, we're kind of in that zone. I don't know if this is something special or not, but it... It, it's up in here. And Corey, you said that we got a watch for us. And uh, it's in that MD area, correct? Well, we didn't have an MD for us. For, uh, just kinda, oh, that's right. just kind of threw it in on us without an MD. This yeah. Time. Yeah, the MD was uh, to north, northern Oklahoma. That's it. Yeah. Well, they ex- extended that into southwest Missouri. So what's the criteria? What are they saying? Well... <laughs> Let me bring that up here. Now, they're saying uh, we could have two-inch hail. What? Yeah. Two-inch hail and winds up to 70 miles wait, wait, per what, hour. What's two-inch? What? Put hen, that in hen an egg. item. Hen egg. Hen egg. Hen egg. Uh-huh. They didn't mention hen egg. They just said two-inch this time. Yeah. Uh, scattered large hail likely with isolated very large hail. Uh, events to two inches in diameter possible with okay. up to 70 miles per so, hour. So the hen egg is not the general. It is, it's possible, right? It, it's scattered it, large hail likely with isolated, isolated, yeah. very large hail. Possible. Yeah. So probably, I mean, probably what they were saying earlier, ping pong ball, inch and a half, inch, inch and a half with isolated thing. Yeah. In these storms, when they, when they're firing, they're going to fire, and they're going to become what we call supercellular. Some of these things are going to be discrete, and I think we may have had that on a weather word of the week, when, or at least I know we've talked about it a lot. When you get these cells that are all by themselves, where they're just kind of there, and they're not connected to a line, and they're just they're scattered, we call those discrete. When you get those discrete storms they're the ones that have that capability to really ramp up and get large hail and tornadoes the 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 storm that went through Joplin uh in 20 what 10 was that it mm-hmm. yeah 20 the Joplin tornado yeah 2010 2008, no, 2011, 2012, 2011, no, it 2001, was 2011 when we went May 22nd, oh, that's right, we're kind of, that's right, we're kind of up to 10 years, so we got to get Gary, got to get Gary Bandy down here we again. We had the 10 years last year. Last year. 2021 was last year. And job, and Branson was 2012, so Branson that was, was 2011. May 22nd, 2011. We just celebrated the 10 years. I thought you just said 2012. That he did, brand- but he changed it to twenty eleven. He was well. See, confused. there you go, changing everything. See, now twenty eleven was confused. Joplin. Twenty twelve okay. was, was Branson. The, the leap year. The leap year. So we tornado. just <laughs> celebrated the ten years for both of them. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, so we're going to have the potential. What, what was I talking about? The discrete supercells, the ones that are all by themselves. Those are the ones you got to watch. The Joplin tornado was one big discrete supercell there wasn't hardly anything else going on it's that point in the atmosphere it was a multi-vortex wasn't it uh, Didn't there end up being like three vortexes in one in yeah it had multi-vortex i saw some video from uh, jeff petrowski it had multi-vortex yeah but wasn't the main thing was the, the was, wedge yeah i mean it was a mile yeah. now wide. more more had them all over the place. That was just like the family that was bizarre. But yeah, anyway, the point, my point being, that was a discrete, it was one cellular system. Now, we are by no means saying that that type of thing is going to happen tonight <laughs> by any means. What, what I'm saying is that type of storm, it's called a discrete 
supercell is possible. And if if those can develop along that frontal battery, we've got all these ingredients in place. We've got uh, lapse rates that are really hefty. We've got a little bit of instability. We've got a low-level jet. We've got a front coming in. We've got all this stuff that's coming together. It could low-end might spawn a brief tornado. Uh, we could get hail like Corey just said. Hori, uh, Hori. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> like, Corey. Wait, what? I, well, I'm combining hail and Corey together. No, Corey said the hail... Inch and a half, is that what they were saying? Possibly two inches. So the best thing to do is just keep watching our site. Tonight does look like a large hail event. To start? Well, or in or, in comparison to tornadic or wind, it looks oh, like right. more of a hail event. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 right. And, I and, don't have a garage to put my fan in. But, I, don't, I don't have a garage to put my car in but, either. This podcast is, uh, you know, it covers the entire week and we need to really concentrate on Later on in the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, exactly, it could be worse those days than it is tonight. Yeah, yeah, and, and people are not probably some people aren't, aren't going to listen to the podcast till tomorrow night. Correct. It's already going to be gone, so we really need to concentrate on Tuesday into Wednesday. Tuesday, and you did the model minute, and yeah, I mean, when that powerful cold front comes through, that's when we're really that's Tuesday night into Wednesday. That's when we're going to really be uh, seeing some big stuff happening potentially. I got to put potentially on there because we're three days out and stuff could change. Sure. And it does often. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be a bust, but we're just going to have to, excuse me, just going to have to see. Now I got the burps. Shara, it's all your fault. I got the burps. Is that my fault? Yes. Well, well, because, well, Corey and I are the geeky ones. You're the pretty one. You sit over there and they're like, in the infactual. No one can see me. That's right. Well, we need to start getting more pictures. <laughs> I sit over here and look pretty, but nobody can see me. Yeah, but that's fine. All right. So I guess uh, we've said probably about as much as we're going to say on this podcast. Just continue to watch. This is a multi-day event. Not going to be continuous. Just round after round. That front is going to come through. It's stalling. That's why we're going to have several days of this stuff. And we're right at that time of year where the temperature is right at that sweet spot. we got low-level jet coming in, waves of energy coming through. Potential is there. So, Corey, got anything else to add to this? No, I'm just uh, watching the radar and it's exploding over. Uh, yeah, it's way over there. Yeah, it's north of Oklahoma City, basically. which makes sense for it to come over here like at four. <laughs> you know, it's it could be, be a late night, that's for sure. It is. Well, just, just, just. So we need to stick with Stormdar, and uh, yeah, no matter what time of day it is, we'll keep you updated. Yeah, I think we need to end this, and then you can go home and go to sleep, and then get up at four o'clock to start uh, covering things. So, Shara, you got anything? Who's on my microphone there? Yeah, Sherry, got anything else? I'm good. You're all good. All I have information. Oh, you're, we've drained you dry of information. All right, so I think for now it's time to wrap this thing up. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, definitely be sure to check out our website. It's going to give you great information and up to date at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.